Hey there, leader. Today, today is March 3rd, and today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be talking about resiliency, how to take a punch, how to take a punch, and how to take another punch. Today, in this day in history, March 3rd, 1887, American tutor Ann Sullivan begins teaching six-year-old Helen Keller, who had lost her sight and hearing after severe illness at the age of 19 months. This plays right into our topic today of resilience because she went on to be a political activist, an author, disability rights activist, despite having the challenges of being blind and deaf at such an early age. She was an overcomer. She could take a punch. And take a punch. And get back up. And get back up. <laughs> Randy, as always, um, let's take a punch. No, let's, uh, let's, let's frame our reference here. What are we talking about today? Well, resiliency. Uh, that's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. It's, uh, it's toughness, if you will. But uh, someone resilient in their leadership is someone who has the ability to see failures as minor setbacks with a tenacity and an ability to bounce back. By the way, today is also National Talk in the Third Person Day. No, it is not. It is. It is. <laughs> Randy, Randy doesn't like that. <laughs> Randy, Randy really wants to. Jim thinks this is ridiculous. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna have somebody really look at you weird. Refer to yourself in the third person. Yeah, well, you. Yeah. We keep doing this. Our podcast is gonna need some resilience. <laughs> but resiliency is the ability to, uh, as as again to to bounce back quickly, and it's essential in leadership, um, and it's one of those key things around empathy as well. Um, or excuse me, around emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Resiliency is key to our emotional intelligence. And uh, it yeah. ties into EQ. I had a conversation with somebody about resilience. You know, this topic is uh, obviously on the front of my mind. Was it the mind. third person? Was it the third person. Jim wishes to speak with you. <laughs> um, the, the conversation centered around the difference between resilience as armor, uh, as what it's not. And I said, is, is resilience armor? Is that just being, I'm wearing my plate mail with my chain mail underneath it, my Kevlar underneath that, and nothing can hurt me. Mm. And that's not it. Mm-mm. The answer that the person I was talking to gave me was more along the lines of, it is taking the punch, mm-hmm. as we keep making the joke, and getting back up. Mm-hmm. Not letting it devastating you. Being able to quickly change your mind from, wow, I just got hit and that really hurt, to I just got hit and that's okay, I got to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. What, how am I going to react to that punch? Well, and the ability to get back up, that mental toughness, you just see something as a minor setback and, and not a blow to destroying your career or destroying your leadership or destroying your relationship, whatever it might be. Well, you got to be able to, you know, it, we call it recovering from adversity, but it's, you know, suck it up, buttercup, tiger up. You know, get back on that horse. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things that, that are cliches from our childhood and, and beyond, mm-hmm. but they are actually good leadership tips. And you, and a lot of it isn't when I, if I say to you, hey, Randy, you've tripped over a curb and hurt your knee today, you know, your knee today, get up and shake it off. You need to say it to yourself. You need to go shake this off. You need to yeah. change your mind as from, and I'll even go and say from victim mindset to, you know, action-oriented mindset. Mm-hmm. I, yep, that was a punch. I'm going to defeat this guy, or I'm going to kick the hell out of that curb that just knocked me to the ground. Yeah, you, you need to be tough with yourself, but you also have to 
give yourself a little bit of a break, right? Understand what it is you've just went through and say, okay, I, I need a little bit of a timeout. I need to go, you know, take a step back, go on, go on the ropes, get my, uh, my corner with, uh, with, uh, it, you know, with Rocky, come on, Rock, you can do it, you know. And He's a wrecking there. machine, Rock. <laughs> I love Burgess Meredith. He was the best penguin, too, by the way. Oh, my God, Back he really Batman. was. <laughs> he had the best. He did. Well, and you and I both have seen change <laughs> throughout our careers, but the rules of work have really changed a lot. We're being judged by an entirely new measuring stick. It's not just about the inches and millimeters that have changed, but, and it's no longer about how smart you are. It's about how you interact with other people, mm -hmm. how we handle ourselves. And again, that resiliency is both with ourselves first and foremost, and in our relationships with other people, uh, which also, by the way, needs resiliency. We need to overcome obstacles in relationships with people. You in particular, like in security, you know, tend to constantly be at odds with infrastructure folks, yeah. right? right. And they just to, do what I tell that's them. That's right, yeah, just turn it off, yeah. <laughs> but it's about how we empathize with others as well, of our, as, well as ourselves. Uh, and again, sometimes we need to give ourselves a break as well as some of those other people and take a time out, recharge, come yeah. back. You know, emotional intelligence is, is so important, and this ties back to a couple of different things, but your, we've talked about this before, your limbic system, your amygdala, right? That's the fight, flight, or freeze. Your lizard brain. Yeah, your lizard brain that's yeah. there to protect you, righty? Thack. Thack. Yes, yeah, yeah. Thack. Run, Thack. Run, right? <laughs> it's the lizard brain telling Thack to run. Um, that, that lizard brain... There is a switch in there where you can stop the lizard brain from reacting, mm. which is that flight. I got to get the hell out of here, right? And it can be an extended response where something bad happens and the project fails, right? And all you can think of is, I need to stay the hell away from my boss. I need to get out of, you know, I, I can't I need to update this. my resume. I need to get the hell <laughs> yeah. out of here, right? <laughs> Taking control and reshaping your perspective, shifting the lens to instead of just taking this hit, how can I be biased to action? Mm -hmm. Should I just go and, and talk to my boss and say, I have failed and I need help to understand why, or whatever the next action is, but being biased towards it. And I don't want to say defeating that limbic system because it is important, but it's very important to be able to short circuit it when mm -hmm. you need to, so you don't stay there, so you can become resilient. You took the punch, don't cry in pain, get up. Yeah. Right. And think into, you know, use your intellect, the, the cognitive brain to what's next. Set yeah. your feet. See, you know, elbows in, hands up. Right. Don't let them do that again. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. Wow. But there's a, there's questions you can ask yourself when that comes upon you. Like what new reality do I have now? You know, what opened up for me as a result of this loss? What's this challenge cleared up for me? Yeah. What new skill or opportunity do I have now? And then also a big one, how can I support other people who have been impacted by this same event? One of the things, and I did a little bit of cursory reading out there, but one of the things I found was finding meaning. Mm -hmm. So in your adverse event, whatever it is, what's the meaning here? Mm. And so and I think what you're saying is, or I'm building off of what you just said, is that I've taken a hit and i got to find the meaning. What am I fighting for? Or why did this happen? What was the failure point? Mm -hmm. And what does it mean to me?
Because if your project does fail or whatever endeavor you were attempting to do, and we could stop using the take a punch analogy, but let's say your project <laughs> one, is failing and you are in that adverse condition, find meaning. What, is this, what does this project mean to you? And I think you need to be able to divorce your, your personal self-worth from the adverse action in order to be resilient. You need to be able to say, and there's that emotional intelligence, that project failure doesn't define me. Right. I need to be able to just set that aside and go on to the next. Well, it's a difference too. You've got a longer lens. You're a war fighter. You're not a single battle, one, one and done chump, right? You're, right. you're in this for the long haul. Um, and that goes back too, to one of our previous podcasts talking about why. Yes. You know, you go back and ask yourself, you know, when something happens, okay, did this impact my why? Because when you take your eye off the goal, that's kind of when you start seeing obstacles and you start seeing these, these setbacks as more than maybe they are because you've lost your focus on why, or you've taken your eye off the prize. Yeah. So how do we, how do we create as a leader, right? So there you are, you're a leader, whether you've got direct reports or you're an individual contributor that's influencing a lot of people and what they do. How do you, as a leader, encourage the people you're leading to be resilient? Well, there's a, a couple of things you can do um, because resilient leaders do a couple of things consistently. Uh, one of those is, is uh, engaging in personal renewal. Um, you know, this is kind of what recharges your batteries uh, because you've got to, in order to take a punch, right, you've got to have some stamina. And how do you build that up? You need to be personally rejuvenated. Um, yeah, on a personal note, you know, I, I meditate in the early mornings uh, at least three times a week. And I, I regularly engage in corporate and private prayer times as I exercise my faith. On a, on a less spiritual note, I shoot a lot of guns. <laughs> and I love the smell of burnt gun paddle, powder and diesel it's fuel. It's true. I've seen so it. I actually yeah. salivate like He's Pavlov's weird. dog. It's so weird. First thing I do when I have a gun is I pick it up and I smell it. You know, and that's, again, it just I can feel my stress going Jim away. thinks that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that personal energy management, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I think of it as like a video game health bar, mm. right? For every shot you take, you've got to find a way to conserve and manage that energy. Warrior needs food. Yeah, badly. Warrior badly. is about to, to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, those of you who don't know, that is a video game. What was the name of it? Oh, goodness. Uh, Oh, Dragon, not Dragon's Dragon, Quest. Dragon Age? No, no. Dragon... Dang Sultan. it! All right, Can't we got to pause and come back and figure yeah, we'll, out what we'll that figure was. It out. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you've got that health meter, that personal mental energy that you've got to give... In order to show up and give your best, you've got to manage it, like you described. Whether it's riding a bike, exercising, reading, meditating, praying, there has got to be a way you renew it. And that is one of the keys in being resilient. Mm -hmm. So encouraging your, your employees, yourself, to be you know, personally renewed, staying optimistic. Uh, we, we were just talking during the pause about David Beatty, the, the, um, the Admiral of the fleet, uh, for the British, you know, during the battle of Jutland. World Jetland. War I, my favorite war. Yeah. If there is such a thing. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Jim likes a big crowd. Yeah, I like yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, David Beatty is on one of the ships and two of his battleships are, you know, they exploded and, and he just kind of says, there seems to be a, problem with our bloody ships today you know and just kept right on marching along so even when faced with great odds you know you got to stay optimistic um and one way you do that um one of the key ways is laughter I yeah mean, you have to be able to laugh we talk a lot about gallows humor 
Yeah. You know, first responders have it, police, oh, yeah. firefighters, doctors, nurses, infantrymen, Marines. They, they have they gallows humor where you, you find humor in, in, the, in kind of grim and, and dark circumstances. Um, you know, I, I another military analogy, the 101st in World War II was surrounded at the Battle of Bastogne. Uh, one of my favorite right? stories. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the German commander, you know, sends this note demanding that the 101st uh, surrender and... Um, and General McAuliffe, uh, who had just woken up, you know, just says, ah, nuts, you know, and, nuts. and he that's, just wrote nuts. He, and that's what went back to him, right. right. was, you know, they said surrender would be destroyed. And the 101st just replied with nuts, nuts, you know, back to the Germans. But, uh, again, gallows humor, that humor helps you recharge. Some people can use, you know, exercise, like you said, or mm-hmm. music, you know, you put your head iPods in and go off and jam. Or even writing, you know, you could have a gratitude journal as you kind of count your blessings uh, type thing to recharge. You know, one of the things that I've, I've found in helping your team become resilient is focusing on three different things. And one is that, and if you're a parent, you've experienced this. Is getting from can't to cage? No, I'm no, sorry. No. <laughs> You're starting to Yeah, my son might listen to this, so I won't say anything. But getting from can't to can. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Okay, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Tell me things we can affect. What are the changes we can control? Yeah. Uh, the other one is moving from a victim mindset, I took a punch, to a survivor mindset. You mm-hmm. punched me, but I'm still here, mother. Mm-hmm. Ducker. Yeah. <laughs> and then th- the last one is really about quieting the mind we talked about again you guys are going to hear this again and again stop listening to the limbic system stop loving it trying to dump adrenaline or freeze you it freeze fight or flight right? punch him in the face I, no no i can't do that yeah, run randy back, no run back. randy no like him <laughs> randy smash yeah <laughs> solomon grundy okay but quieting the mind take a deep breath you know deep breaths and this is scientifically proven Lowers your blood pressure significantly. You just sit there doing a BP test, and it will lower your blood pressure, which will calm your limbic system, will allow your cognitive brain to take over and make the right, you know, actionable decisions that you need to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something to be said for for deep breaths and and chilling out. Um, There's a thing called triaging. If you're not in the medical field or had been in military for for wounded people, you know, you triage things because you, you change what you can change and you, and you put the most important things first and 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 you handle them in order and you take the things out of play that you can't impact or or that are expectant um that's one of the grim things of, of triaging the expectant in triaging are those that are expected to die in other words yeah four other people would die if you work on this one person therefore the expectant one needs to die so you can save four others that's a tough cause to make it is and as grim as that is you know we're not faced with that most of the time in the business world but the same thing true is is true here i was talking with a, a fellow bring just, out your dead dang <laughs> i'm getting better yeah. no he's not well, no, that, that's the other thing being resilient like the black knight right yeah. it's just but a flesh wound you got no arms i've had worse that's right <laughs> chicken chicken (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh but that it it, the optimism is important but also you know being able to triage that situation and say this is important and that's not i was just talking with a a fellow today in in a one-on-one mentoring session and um you know they were they were really frustrated about 
you know, the moving to another part of the country and, and taking over, you know, a different area. And I'm like, well, when's that going to happen? And I'm like, well, not, not for another 12 or 18 months. I'm like, then put that out, man. That's not going to impact you at all in yeah. 2021. Focus, forget shift your lens. That. Yeah, forget that and just focus on, on doing this till the end of the gets, year. Gets back to personal energy management. You're mm-hmm. going to waste how much energy on something that you're not going to do anything about until six months from now, mm-hmm. maybe 10 months from now. Take a deep breath. Focus on the things that need to be tackled right now. Mm-hmm. A bias towards action and go get them. I think one of the, the last big things that we can do is really cultivating a support network before we get punched in the face. Oh, God, are you in my support network? I got <laughs> to get my insurance card out, see if Randy's in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a high deductible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bourbon deductible seems to be ridiculously high. But having people you can call on for a sounding board, uh, having people you can call on, uh, especially I have 26 acres, and if we ever need to bury a body, right, I, I, we can we can definitely hide the body out there. Well, somebody <laughs> said to me once is uh, 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 when you decide you want to kill somebody, a good friend tries to stop you, a best friend is next to you skipping with a baseball bat going, somebody's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then, you know, the support network and skipping next to your best friend, singing those prophetic words, um, I think what's very important is having a learning mindset. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, one of the things, in, especially in the military, and I know, you know, for my friend, we'll call him Devin, a former SWAT officer, um, would talk about the after action reviews that they would do. And they were brutal, mm-hmm. brutal and honest, right? Yeah. And they weren't mean. They were just, when you did this, you, you know, you crossed in front of my, in front of my weapon. Like, you can't mm-hmm. do that. And they were built not on shame, but they were built on learning. Yeah. Having a coachable or teachable spirit is important. So when you're in those moments, being able to sit back and say, okay, what have I learned? You've learned something. When something fails, that goes back to the whole feedback versus criticism. Feedback, positive or negative, as long as it's feedback and not criticism, you want that. And as Devin would say, those after action reports or or what they would do, you know, post action, those were fact based, not meant to slam anybody, but just this is how we do better. We are going to do do that. What have we learned? Don't step in front of Devin's muzzle. Yeah. That's never a good thing. (laughs) Guy's a terrible shot from what I hear. Well, Marine, yeah. (laughs) Part of that, that besides you, besmirching the name of the United States Marine Corps and one of its former members who we will call Devin. Um, one of the core things in... Speak slow, he's listening. Yeah, I know. God, I'm sorry, man. In that learning mindset, I think, or in being a resilient leader and connected learning mindset is effective communication or just communication. Yeah. Communicating clearly you know, and transparently. So you want to err when something like that happens, when, when you get that punch in the gut, erring on the side of too much versus too little communication is better. You, you can't err. You can always err on, on not enough because then it looks like you're masking the issue or you're not accepting the issue. But being honest and saying, I failed in this regard. Well, and you could do that. And as a leader, and I'm going to give everybody a piece of advice, it is okay. And we talked about this in vulnerability. It is okay to tell your team you failed. Yeah. I failed. Here's what I learned. Here's how we're going to do better. Right. And that is core to resilience. Well, and it also teaches your team it's it's safe to say you messed up and and what you learned from it. Yeah. You know, I think I think the detriment comes 
is if you make a mistake and you pass blame, cast blame. Ah, no. You know, or you don't accept your role in it. Then then that's when it reflects on your review in a negative way because yeah, well, you didn't own it. And, and right. when you, you know, you might feel like you've deftly deflected responsibility. Well, that was Randy's job and he really put the pooch on that. But your people will be able to tell. They'll know. It is apparent to everybody who watches it. You didn't act with integrity. You didn't act with, you know, the, the outcome in mind. You're more worried about your ego and your position. All those things will reduce resiliency. Yeah. If they see that you can take a punch, I made a mistake. We screwed up. We're going to get through this together. I'm going to tell you how we're going to do it. We're all going to help plan. And then we're going to move forward. You got that bias to action. And bam, off you go. Yeah. And your team is behind you. Yeah, it puts everybody behind you and makes uh, makes it a, a team learning resolution type exercise, and it will foster greater transparency in your organization. Right. So critical to do. You, you know, people say, are leaders born, are they, are they taught, or is there some mix? And I think... It's a subscription. Yeah, it is. It's two ninety nine a month. $39.99 a month. <laughs> Randy's not in charge of finances. Please feel free to subscribe. We take... Zenmo, Venmo, we'll take Zell, we'll take Ven- it all. Venmo, yeah, Bitcoin. Bourbon, Blanton's. Right. You give Bitcoin. I pay in Bitcoin. So, Randy, this has been a good one. I think it's uh, about that moment we wrap things up. It is, Jim. And I think we should close out now. <laughs> Let's try this again for real. Randy, wrap it up. Well, this has been Leadership Lost and Found. I'm Randy Fields. I'm Jim Desmond. And you guys learn how to take a punch (laughs) and keep Keep leading. leading. (laughs) You got me.